Yo, yo, yo. Uncommon ground. Be back for another episode. Thanks for tuning in. I got my boy with me. Monopoly up. <laughs> That's what y'all could call me. A Rakeem Chambers, for those of you that don't know me. We in uh, Durham, North Carolina. He's a real estate, future real estate mogul, everything mogul, multifaceted entrepreneur, doing what he got to do. Um, tell, a little, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Well, first and foremost, I'm from uh, Hartford, Connecticut. Um, most people, when I say Connecticut, they even think of Greenwich or one of those rich places out there. <laughs> but <laughs> believe it or not, I've never seen um, seen any of those places. Where I'm from is, you know, pretty much like the, every inner city. Um, not to be cliche, but it's similar to, you know, every other black uh, male story in uh, America. Um Around 2008, 2007, we moved to Durham, North Carolina. My cousin was going to uh, Central. Um, So once I stayed down here, graduated from school and everything, you know, being away from the inner city and the slower-paced lifestyle, it kind of allowed me more time to think and actually figure out what I wanted to do in life. Mm -hmm. And um, when I started thinking about that stuff and, you know, my world stopped slowing down, so to say. I got into uh, church and different things like that. Um, and then from there, I just started figuring myself out and my life purpose. And then I realized, you know, that a deep down passion of mine was was real estate. My grandfather owned a um, multifamily property in uh, Connecticut. So growing mm-hmm. up, I would always do, um, you know, property management. We'll paint. We'll do a lot of uh, rehabs and different things like that. So I grew up in it. Yeah. And, um... That's pretty much that's that's everything in a nutshell. I mean, right now, in this area in Durham area, I'm really you know excited and proud to say that I'm out here mm-hmm. and that because it's growing like it's, crazy. It's growing rapidly. Um, I just sat down with a lady with the um, Durham magazine last week. Yeah, and the different things that I was hearing about, you know, different types of, of events that happen. You know, they're starting to taste of Durham. It's been, mm-hmm. they've been doing it for two years, but they got the taste of Charlotte and the taste of Charlotte is huge. So just to think about, you know, the different things, even Deepak and then is a, the reason why I spoke with the lady is because they call Durham the entrepreneurial hub. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, like, <laughs> it's crazy because I know about 10 people, including yourself. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, just entrepreneurs and out here really making something happen brick by brick, day by day. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just good. I'm happy to be here. Um, But back to my story, I mean, about two to three years ago, I got into real estate and I took my exam. You know, I don't tell too many people this, but I I failed my exam 11 times. Mm. The 11th time, that's when I passed the test. But right now, I'm, you know, I'm brokering deals right now, left and right. And um, I should be able to, you know, be able to start my own property management company within the next 60 days. Wow. So, it's, everything's looking up. <laughs> everything's looking up. Um, Definitely. I'm just, I'm blessed, man. Happy to be, you know, <laughs> be in the position that I'm in. Because there's a lot of people who, who would trade places with me. Um Another thing, you know, like I was just explaining to you off the air, though, um, investor workshops and different boot camps, and I'm going to start doing that for the inner city around this area, around mm-hmm. Durham. You know, we have some of the 
you know, most predominant colleges around here. You got NCCU, Duke, Chapel Hill. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to get um, you know, get around those millennials that's in school, and mm. you're not know, gonna get in ready to either be first time home buyers or potential investors. Yeah. And get out here and teach them and um different things like that while starting my company. I mean. I know I'm I'm gonna be in one of those classes. Yeah, yeah, don't, <laughs> most, most for sure, for sure. Cool, cool. Uh, so before we get like deep, deep, deep into your story, um, we're gonna let the people kind of get just get themselves ready and get themselves prepared, get themselves sat down and in a comfortable spot. Um, what's like what's what's a song that they can start out, and what what what's a what's Rakim's first theme song? Uh, that's a hard one. Bro. What what do you what do you wake up when what do you listen to when you wake up? What's the yeah, the ruler's back, Jay Z. The ruler's back. Yeah. <laughs> so you about uh, to hear yeah, uh, that the um ain't no love in the city, Jay Z. I mean Jay Z mm. my favorite artist, but like believe it or not, inside my car I got a six six disc changer. And, yeah. And every changer is a Jay is Jay Z. <laughs> from from um. From Reasonable Doubt to Blueprint, yeah. I just went and brought the Dynasty album yesterday. <laughs> so that's what I'm listening to in the whip now. But on an everyday basis, man, I could wake up and listen to the rulers back. All right. Well, that, that's what y'all about to hear. When we get back, we're going to hear the story of Rakeem, real estate Monopoly mogul. App. Yeah, let's get it. All right. We'll be right back. Well, at least to me, there's a lot of rappers out there trying to sound like Jay-Z. I, I help you. 
out, here's what you do. You're gonna need a wide lens, cause that's a verbic shoe. And you got a couple of beans and you don't have a clue. The situation is bleak. I'ma keep it real, cause fucking with me, you gotta drop a mill. Cause if you're gonna cop something, you gotta cop for real. Don't only talk it, walk like it. From the bricks to the booth, I can predict the future like Cleo the Psychic. You can't date skills and wife it. Uh-uh. And you can't sell me bullshit, we know the prices So what your life is, we gon' roll till the wheels fall off Y'all motherfuckers check the tires, off we go Let the trumpets blow, and hold on Because the driver of that Bentley is a pro The ruler's back Feels good, huh? Holla at me The ruler's back So, Raheem, um, you haven't always been in real estate. And, well, technically you have because you said that it was you, your grandfather was in property management yeah. and all of that. But you weren't on the brokering side and the deal-making side. Like, start at the beginning. Like, to tell just tell us your story. All right, so, you know, pretty much... You know, like I said, I'm from Hartford, Connecticut. I was born on uh, November 5th, 91. <laughs> so, um, you know, growing up in Hartford was, it was like the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And I say it was like the Olympics because, I mean, only like, you only, all right, it, to me where I come from in the concept of, you know, being a man or, you know, even just holding your household down or your family down, my first idol was pretty much a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Somebody who was doing all the things right, but was all the things wrong, excuse me, but ended up, you know, from the outside looking in, I'm just seeing all the right things happening for him. I'm seeing the car, I'm seeing jewelry, I'm seeing money. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing, you know, pretty much all the glitter. Um. Growing up, my first time, and I want to say I was around eight years old, um, is when I really I understood that, um, you know, what these people was doing was wrong. And, you know, I had drug dealers in my family, but I also had people who was affected by drug, you know, uh, abusing drugs. Yeah. Um, I decided, man, growing up that I wasn't going to be the abuser. Yeah. So I pretty much, you know, started doing different things once my dad left because he, um, you know, he went to prison at an early age around like I maybe was around nine years old, 10. Um, and I was playing football growing up in the inner city. Um, like you would have one side of the city facing the other side, like AAU basketball pretty much. Um, Yeah. Everything was pretty much good, but um, once my dad left and, you know, the different lifestyle he obtained for me and he, he, he helped maintain for me growing up, you know, fly kicks, you going to school, you got Jordans on, haircut, yeah. you clean dude, and then 
all of it get taken away from you because he, you know, he's going to to prison now. At a young age, I didn't really grasp that concept and understand that, okay, he did something wrong. And all those rewards and benefits that I had from his wrong lifestyle, you know, it wasn't right. So you can't make those same mistakes and think that you're going to get out of it just in enough time. Like, yeah. I'm going to get everything he got. <laughs> I used to think like this. I'm going to get everything he got. And, and I'm gonna do it, I'm, and I'm gonna get it out right before he, before he I get caught. Yeah. And if you think of, um, you asked me about my, you know, my favorite favorite song or what what would be my theme music. But then again, I think about different segments of my life, and I um, pretty much, you know, I compare them to movies and different things like that. Because as you know, psychologically, when you're watching a movie or you know, an episode on TV, you will see things, and you you know, you say. I could relate to that, and that's you know probably something that's gonna make you like those shows or different things. So like, yeah. growing up, seeing I seen bad role models and I seen good role models. Mm. So like, seeing my grandfather, my grandfather come from Jamaica. Yeah. So when he came here, he didn't have nothing, mm. and he had a three family house. So me seeing him do it with the three family house, and he lives on the first floor. My grandmother lives on the second floor, and my aunt lives on the third floor. I'm just like, wow, we got a big house. This is a mansion. Yeah. Growing up, this is the things that I'm thinking. Mm. So as I I started to get older and older and get wiser, and I understand, you know, granddad worked. He was a working man. He went. He retired. He getting a pension. That's why he could sit in his favorite chair in the kitchen. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. He could sit in his favorite chair. So. I started to, you know, appreciate the working man more, so to say. Yeah. Because I remember days, you know, you'll laugh. I would laugh at somebody I see on the UPS truck or, laugh, or something like that. Like I'm laughing at them. Mm. But they say, you know, being broke's a joke. So how you laughing at somebody getting money? Yeah. That's not the joke. He getting like, so that's why I never knock anybody's hustle. But you know, me seeing both sides of the fence at that age. Let me say, you know what? I'm a. I'd rather take my grandfather route than my dad's route. Not yeah. saying that my dad's a bad, you know, bad guy. Cause I watch my dad to this day hustle like no other. Yeah. He has his own, you know, raised automobile. We gonna throw that in there. <laughs> but um, he got his own car shop and everything. So I come from a line of hustlers, like a, a a breed of them. But as I, you know, as I got older, my grandfather, you know, showed me different things with property management. And mm -hmm. everything, and he uh he passed away, and that's when I told myself, you know what, man, I'm gonna take this legacy a little further. I, I got out the streets and everything. I decided that you know, I don't have any felonies. I don't have any kids at this moment. What really, what real responsibilities do you have as as far as you trying to obtain a lifestyle or, and, and and get money? Yeah, I mean, there's many ways to get money. Right, like you can. I can do a thousand different things to get money. So <laughs> right. I just started thinking differently, man. Um, not to really get too, too much into details because there's a lot, you know, a lot of stuff that I don't want people to kind of look at me bad about. But, um, you know, I was out there. I was doing all the wrong things from when I moved to uh, from Connecticut to, to North Carolina. Yeah. So that's from the ages of 16 all the way. I'm 24 now to 21. Yeah, I was, you know, I've and been, that's that that is that's that young and dumb age. So, yeah, so I mean, know, it's I, been I, three years now that I've been able to say that, you know, I've been on a straight and narrow, been going to church, you know, different things. Yeah, everything's been on the up and up. Um, 
But that was, you know, growing up in Connecticut, you know, definitely installed the hustle inside of me. And plus me having those different male role models around me, whether mm-hmm. they was wrong or right. Because yeah. I could take, like, I could take a million things from a, either side of the fence. If somebody's doing something the right way and somebody's doing something the wrong way. If you see somebody and they doing something the wrong way, you can say, that's not how I'm going to do it. Because right. you learn off other people's actions. Mm. So that's pretty much what I did. And by the grace of God, I made it out with no scars. Right. None. So, I mean, that's just a benefit. I got uh, an older brother, older cousins, all of them doing time right now. And, they, you know, they tell me, man, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, what you're doing. Because I remember um, within my transition, you know, from moving down here um, to working jobs to where I'm getting paid only two weeks now. Now it's installing in me more discipline yeah. from the streets. Now I get to learn how to create a budget. Yeah. Now I get to learn how to, you know, do these different things that if I didn't get out of the streets, if I didn't change my lifestyle, I wouldn't have res- had respect for, you know, pretty much not even myself yeah. or anything within life. Like, I remember, you know, starting to work and crying when I see two-week checks. Yeah. But that was just more motivation for me to find a way out. Yeah. Find you say you know what if if I know I deserve this type of lifestyle, I know all this type of stuff is what I want is what I desire is what I believe I was here to do. Now it's just muscle up and go ahead and do it. Yeah, There's nothing else to it. So I try to keep you know a good level head and just stay focused, man. Because I I came I came far from um even back in back in Connecticut, man. I reason why I moved here. I got expelled twice. Mm. I got expelled twice. And my mom, you know, she said, that's it. I was in juvie. She came to see me. She said, I'm moving. I said, go ahead. Like, you could leave. I ain't leaving. I was. That's how dedicated I was to, you know, being up there, being a knucklehead. Yeah. Seeing that. I thought that that was the only way out for somebody like me. But uh, and I was wrong, and I'm happy to say it. So, I mean... To anybody else who feel like they back against the wall, I would just encourage you to slow the time down. So you so slow that time period down in your life, and just focus focus on different obstacles you you faced upon, and see how you can, you know, jump over them and get over those hurdles because it's possible. Mm. What is what's a quote that kind of motivates you and drives you to continue to press forward and be the person that you see yourself being? Um, I forgot. Um, I forgot the person who it is. I want to give him credit for it so bad, but if y'all know, just leave a comment in the comment box. But um, it's a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Mm-hmm. I that would never leave my mind. Yeah, I, that, I got all other cliches that I can keep in my heart, but that right there would never leave me because it lets you know that all right you got so far to go like even me being here right now being able to talk to you within this mind frame and in this mind state i still have so much farther to go yeah like um yesterday i was at the barbershop um i'm in there reading a book i go out to my car um cuz i got a phone call and I, you know i didn't want everybody in my business so I'm talking i come back in my barber say you know the dude who just got on my chair said you're going to be rich and famous I'm like, what? He said, yeah. He said, man, somebody that young to be reading a book on a Friday evening. Yeah. You focus. I mean. What book are you reading? I was reading um, a flip, a book called Flip. 
Mm. And it basically um, it has different formulas. It was written by Gary Keller, the guy mm. who owns um, Keller Williams. Yeah. He has um, four different versions of the book. He has the millionaire real estate agent, the millionaire real estate investor, um, a buy and hold book that teaches you formulas to buy and hold. Mm-hmm. Um and then the formula that teaches you how to flip. Now, if you think about Durham and like how we talked about Durham is being an entrepreneurial <laughs> hub and different things like that, yeah. they're doing a lot of revitalizing. Yeah. So everything is, is you know, being built up. Even if we step outside right now, we're going to see new construction. So yeah. I'm just trying to get a piece of the pie, man, and, you know, teach Definitely. more people why I'm doing it. Um, I plan on going back to school for um, development. So mm. I want to become a developer mm. and work with um, major corporations. So, um, like, if you think about Durham, you think about Raleigh, um, this area, RTP, is growing. They're saying Forbes list. CNN is talking about this area, saying yeah. by the year 2020, we're supposed to be the most populated place in America. So if you think about other different places like Texas and different things like that, um, I plan on taking trips to these places and pretty much still in a platform, still in a zonings and seeing the different things that work. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of different things, man. I can't get y'all everything out my bag, but it's, <laughs> it's definitely a lot of different things, man, that, you know, I see for my, for my future. And, um, I'm just excited, Jay, just yeah. to tell you the truth, man. I'm just excited. Um, it's, it's really when I think about it, man. Cause um, even right now, you know, within my life, I got a little brother. My mom just sent him back to Connecticut, so it's like kind of playing with me in my mind. It's like you moved me here to get me out of trouble, but you sent him back because he's causing trouble here. Yeah, and it's not major trouble. My little brother's not doing half the things that I was doing when I was his age. But you gotta understand, and what we all have to understand is that in life we only have is only decisions and obstacles. Yeah. So, and options, excuse me, not not obstacles. You only have decisions and options. So, you know, distractions, all that stuff, that don't matter because as a man, as a human being, you have, you, we all have willpower. So, you even have options and choices. So, mm. it's on you. You can make your choices and they're going to lead to those options. And then you have your different options, which is going to make you have to make different choices. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's, and that's something I I read in um, the E-Myth book. And then also my my cousin, um, Rashawn Lamar, he owns his own um, gym Mm -hmm. in Connecticut. So just different things. I watch him get his MBA. I watched him go from music career. I watch him open up a, you know, a gym. And now he has over... He does classes Monday through through Saturday, and it's full three times a day. Yeah. So it's just different things like that, man. I'm just happy to be around people, you know, like yourself and then other other people who's pushing for greatness. Definitely, definitely. Um, I want to go back into your story, like, so you're in North Carolina. Yep, I got here in North Carolina in 2007. Mm. I want to say 2007, and um, once I got here, I was just like, where, where <laughs> am I at? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm coming from any city to, we first. To the, to we, the, to the, to the slow south, because I, I, I know, I, I, was, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like my head popped off my shoulders, and I was just like, what am I doing down here? <laughs> I thought I was seeing um, 
I, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but um, when I got here, you know, it, it forced me to slow down. Yeah. Um, you know, growing up in Connecticut before I got expelled, um, I was in football. Mm-hmm. You know, but then I got into the street, started doing the, you know, a lot of different things, drinking, smoking, and I wasn't even of age yet to be doing those things. Yeah. But um, once I moved down here, now I'm forced to. You got to even have ID to get tobacco. Mm-hmm. As far as you know, I don't smoke cigarettes, but as far as you know, Dutchess, you got to. You need you need an ID. You want to? Yeah. It's the ABC store. You don't have liquor stores or. A bootlegger. Yeah. And if you do, you got to know the bootlegger. I was fresh down here, so I didn't know anybody. So that pretty much cut me out of those sources. Yeah. And it was good because now I'm like, I can't get high. I can't be, I can't drink. What are you going to do? I just start going back to the gym, start focusing on football again. Because that was still in my heart. I was still young. I was only 17 years old, just turned 17. Mm. So I finished up my my football career, carry high, um, graduated there. And now I'm be- I'm maturing. I'm becoming of age. And um, 2009 really was the year that you know I, I um I decided to take a you know a stand on the different things I was doing and actually say I'm gonna dedicate myself to change. Yeah. Um. What caused new- What caused it? It was New Year's Eve. I was in the car with my cousin. Um. We were talking, and we were discussing him helping me. You know, get in position to where I can do certain things down here that would, you know, different illegal activities down here, you know, that would be profitable for me. And um, some undercovers pulled up on the car and, you know, he had a gun in the car. He took the, he didn't let me know that the gun was in the car, but he still had it. So we end up going down New Year's Eve, literally mm. New Year's Eve. So I, I brought in my New Year's in jail and I was just like asking myself like, yo, you were supposed to be on vacation. So I was down in North Carolina, but I came up there for the holidays. Yeah. And then something like that ended up happening. And I was like, you know why? You know why God actually allowed that to happen? To wake you up and let you see that, you know, the route that you're trying to go, you, your mom pretty much let you escape it by moving you to North Carolina. And now you're still doing it. Yeah. I'm going to show you what's going to be the end of results if you continue to live this type of lifestyle. <laughs> So my cousin ended up, you know, taking a rap for the gun charge. I got off of it. I think at that time I maybe was, you know, I was probably 18 because I, I, was, I wasn't even out. I graduated in 2010. So once I got back down to North Carolina, I, I had to go back and forth for that case now because they didn't want to drop it, yeah. even though he claimed up for it. Yeah. That let me realize, yo, this is what they want for you. This system is, is is designed for this. Yeah. They you you pretty much was in the wrong place at the wrong time. They have the person that, you know, admitting to the crime, but they still want you to even be on probation or want you to come play court calls or different things like that. Yeah. So after they, I got they, out the, the state want that muggy. They want that money, yeah. So after I got out of that situation, I said, you know what, man, I'm moving smart. I don't want to go back to Connecticut. I don't yeah. want to do nothing. It's time to change. I start working. My first job ever was at Papa John's. Mm. So I was delivering pizza, you know, playing football, going to school. Um, I'm working nights, so I'm getting out of I'm, I was, I was going there from about 5 to 3. Yeah. Um, and then going home, getting some sleep, and then going to school. And um, I, after I finished up, I graduated, and I kept saying, everybody kept saying, um, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? 
I was this close. <laughs> I was this close to being a Marine or going into the service or something. Cause and that's, that's what, what they want for you, too. Exactly. And that's, <laughs> that was the exact thing I was going to say next is that I didn't have a plan. So everybody seen me, you know, as they seen me like, all right, he's just going to get into trouble. Mm-hmm. So they said, let's push him. Let's push him to the Marines. Let's push him to the military. Everybody. Yeah. Only people that weren't with it was my grandparents. And being that I didn't have my grandmother's, you know, consent, I, it felt funny with me in my heart. Like, you know, yeah. now nah, grandma, Gramps don't want me to do this. It can't be right. Yeah. I, I'm thinking it's right because it's like you going, you pretty much working, you doing something for the country. So I'm like, four years? I could do four years, come home with some bread, and I, that's how I'm thinking. Yeah. But as I did my research and everything, I'm like, why would I, why do I want to do that? I have way more <laughs> potential than that. Yeah. So I was like, um... I'm not doing that. I, I went to the recruiter. I didn't do it. Any everything, I stopped going. Um, I continued to, um, you know, just struggle in life at that at that moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm struggling, struggling. Um, my cousin Dork get kicked in down here, mm-hmm. and he, you know, my same cousin that was going to North Carolina Central, his door gets kicked in, and um. I just felt like the cause of it because, you know, I was in and out of his house, um, new cars, different things like that. And I'm at a young age. I'm at, that had to be 2011. So it's 2016 now. And that was six years ago. And I'm 24 now. So you do the math. I was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I was young. And um, this door got kicked in. Um, you know, they robbed the place and everything. Um, that pretty much woke me up right there to say, like, man, you either gonna have to hurt somebody or somebody gonna hurt you or you gonna, you know, you gonna go to jail. So at that moment, you know, I went cold turkey through my phone. Yeah. Not right after that, but like sometime after that, like after a couple more signs, I was just like, you know what, I ain't about to risk it no more. Yeah. So I had about, I had about twenty grand up, and then. I decided that, you know, I was going to try to do music or something because, you know, I had passion of writing. Uh, I wrote, like, all the time, like, po- poetry, different things like that. So I said, I'm going to try it. But then I realized as I was, you know, started to get into music and then the different things on social media, just the different culture itself around music, I was like, yo, that's not even who I am. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't care about the girls, the strip clubs, the all that other type of stuff because... I mean, if you think about it, in order to be a rapper in today's market, it's not like you got Nas's or different things coming out of the woodworks now. You have to be like a, you have to even have a gimmick. People want to see that you got money already. Yeah. They don't want to see nobody on the project bench talking about, you, you know. I'm, I'm, I've been hurting. Yeah, yeah. they don't want us. They don't really want to hear that as far as the mainstream goes. So yeah. it's kind of hard. And then not even only that, the music game is it's oversaturated. Yeah. Everybody, who oh, listen to my mixtape. So it makes it to where when you have people on a big level scale, as far as like the Jay-Z's, the Fabulous's, the Futures, those people giving out free mixtapes every other week. Yeah. When you have someone like myself who wants to, you know, get on and they want to give out music, but they can't give it out for free. You got those people looking at them like, why I want to buy your mixtape when my favorite artist is giving me something for free? So with the music game being so oversaturated, you know, I decided, you know, I'm not going to invest all my money into something like this where it ain't going to come back. Yeah. 
So <laughs> I did that because I seen people blow bread on it. I, yeah, I'm telling you, I blew some money on it, but it it it, it to me not getting money generating it in. I became you know smart. I said, yo, you need to slow down a bit because in a minute, all that money you saved up gonna be gone. <laughs> yeah. So I decided, you know, I'm just gonna go back to work. I'm gonna try to figure this thing out, and that's when I jumped into real estate school, 2013. Um. So getting out of the streets, moving from Hartford, we um we got here. I um graduated 2010. Um, started working. I was working at a warehouse. Mm. I'm busting my butt, Jay. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm working 11 hours, um, 40 hours a week, and just getting treated like I'm nothing. Basically, like, man, go ahead and sign this timesheet, man, and get out of our face. Yeah. So I was like, man, I got to find a way. So I was going to school, and I was working nights. Mm. Um, once I finished up school, graduated, got my uh, real estate license, I just went full throttle from there. Um, you know, and I heard from my parents, not not my both my parents, but, my, you know, my mom, she was like, you really want to do that full time? You really want to do that? And that's another thing, man. Us as black men are not even... I don't even want to make it a culture thing, but in general, people as in general, you're older, your elders, like I said earlier, you're either going to learn from their mistakes and different things like that, but they will also place their life mistakes and their life limitations on you. Yeah. And they don't understand how much that will hurt you. So if you're listening to this and you got people in your corner who don't, you know, support your dream or they want to, they do support it or they say they support it, but the only thing that they throw at you is the doubt. Yeah. And all the negativities within and the flaws within your plan mm. and not even come up with the solutions with you. Those people, you got to try to block those people out and focus on what you believe and what you, you know, have your mind set on. And, and you're going to get success out of it. Mm. So for those of y'all that's listening, just make sure y'all take that jewel right there and run with it. Um, but, yeah, my mom, she was really hesitant with it. She was like, yo, you know, you, you got this job. You got health care. Why you want to just give it up and go full time yeah. real estate? Because I know the reward that I'm gonna see from it. Right. Why? Why not take the easy? Why route? not? Yeah. Why, why not? I, why I'm 24 good? years old. I have no kids. I have no felonies. I mean, what? And I'm not saying like kids is a bad thing, but I'm saying I have no stains right now. Right. I have nothing that sh- can you know. That you got that nothing sh- holding you holding back. me back. Exactly. Yeah. I said, man, I can always go get another job and <laughs> with my resume. Yeah. And with my resume, it's it's nothing to me. So. Just go ahead and believe in yourself first and foremost and just go out and get it. That's all I could tell y'all. Mm. I'm interested in uh to hear some gems, like just like life gems because clearly, you know, you've been through you you've you have the resiliency to go from like the street life into like and right. and the and the the in the streets, they teach you like the working man is a sucker. We're exact. That's what you the, heard, and that's why I said that thing to you. Like I use that as an example. You say being broke is a joke, but you laugh at somebody going to work. Yeah, you see him with a uniform. You see him doing a timesheet. You see him taking a lunch break. You laugh at him. Yeah, you say, "Oh, you're a sucker!" Like, Yo, yeah. what is you doing? But he's getting money. So how he's providing for his family? So how how could you you know how could you tarnish him? How could you Throw rocks at them. Yeah. 
Every yeah, and another thing, man. You saying gems like I got a lot of people who drop gems on me, man. Or <laughs> it's just we have the conversations and I just take them that way. It's like yeah. Um. Wait, 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 wait. Before we do that, all right, all right, we gonna right. we gonna be excited. <laughs> I'm telling you, I got got some gems, man. Yeah. So, uh, we need a second. You want to do "Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City" next? Um. Yeah, you could do that one. All right, he well, said, "Good dude." <laughs> yeah. So he said, "What's all the fussing for? Because I'm grubbing more and I pack heat like I'm the oven door." Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> they pray and pray on my downfall, but every time I bounce back. To- <laughs> oh man! All right, ain't no love in the heart of the city. When we get back. Listen, first the fat boys break up. Every day I wake up, somebody got a problem with hope. Up, y'all niggas all fed up cause I got a little cheddar And my record's moving out the store Young fucks spitting at me, young rappers getting at me My nigga big predicted this shit exactly More money, more problems, gotta move carefully Cause faggots hate when you getting money like athletes Youngins ice grilling me, oh, you not feeling me fine It costs you nothing, pay me no mind Look, I'm on my grind cousin, ain't got time for fronting Sensitive thugs, y'all all need hugs Damn little mans, I'm just trying to do me If the wreck is two mil, I'm just trying to move three Get a couple chicks, get them to try to do E Hopefully they're menage before I reach my garage I don't want much, fuck, I drove every car Some nice cooked food, some nice clean drawers Bird ass niggas, I don't mean to ruffle y'all I know you waiting in the wing, but I'm doing my thing Where's the love? Somebody got something to say What's all the fucking fussing for? Because I'm grubbing more And I pack heat like I'm the oven door Niggas pray and pray on my downfall But every time I hit the ground I bounce up like round ball Now I don't wanna have to kill sound ball Don't wanna have to cock back the four pound ball Look scrap, I got nephews to look after I'm not looking at you dudes, I'm looking past you I thought I told you characters, I'm not a rapper can I live? I told you 96 that I came to take this shit and I did Handle my biz, I scramble like Randall with his Cut in hand, but the only thing running is numbers fam Jigga held you down six summers, damn, where's the love? Ain't no love in the heart of the city Niggas, where's the love? Nigga, where's the love? Ain't no love in the heart of town. Fuck, then Richard Pryor going burn up. And Ike and Tina turn up, break up. Then I wake up to more bullshit. You knew me before records, you never disrespected me. Now that I'm successful, you pull this shit. Nigga, I step on your porch, step to your boss. Let's end the speculation, I'm talking to all of y'all. Male shouldn't be jealous, that's a female trait. What you mad, cause you push down to he sell weight? Y'all don't know my expenses, I gotta buy bigger plates <laughs> And more baggies, why you all aggy? Nigga, respect the game, that should be it What you eat don't make me shit Where's the love? Where's the love?
we had to take we had to take a quick break. I know that I know Raheem got some gems brewing. So um <laughs> let's get into into some real estate gems first. Because I know for me, like I'm I'm thinking about ownership and I'm thinking about like wealth for my future generations. So I have to have wealth generating assets. Not cars, not exactly not the you, perishable you gotta stuff. It's guns over butter, like you Definitely. know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So like I want I wanna buy a house. Like where do I where do I start? What what are some what are some necessaries that put me in a better position to be a home buyer mm -hmm. than me just walking into a bank and saying or me walking me seeing an open house and saying I wanna I wanna buy this house. What are what are some like what are some what are some steps that I can take to make myself a better just a, just a better buyer? First and foremost, the first thing that can make all people, you know, first time home buyers or investors or anything within real estate is the first thing I tell you is to believe, mm -hmm. believe that you can actually do it. Because if you don't believe at first, when you you know start to hear all the different things and all the different steps that I'm gonna give you next, yeah. If you doubting from before I even give you the steps, it's not gonna work. You not exactly. It goes back to that quote that I told you every day that I could live by. That the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Definitely, you have to believe to even take that first step. So what I, you know, what I do with our clients and what I advise people to do within my family who don't choose to use me because you know we family members and they don't want to strain our relationship. Mm -hmm. Well, first thing I tell them is, you know, you know, first get wise counsel. But, you know, go ahead and do your own due diligence. Do your own research. Yeah. Just because I'm in front of you and I'm telling you this is, you know, <laughs> this is what I do. This is, you know, this is my job and this is how you do it. There may be ulterior motives. We got all different types of people in the world. So, yeah. first thing I would tell you, you know, make sure you get your credit right. Try to establish some credit mm -hmm. so that way you have more leverage when you go sit down and you go talk to these banks. Yeah. Do, do your, you do you have some 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 tips on most definitely I got on, you on, yeah, um on on fixing fixing credit and just having having good credit. Well, how the credit thing works is it's three boroughs. You know, you got the three top credit boroughs, and um every you know every month, and this is something that happened with me through trial and error, and it's crazy because like I told you, I was in the streets, so um it was two thousand and nine. I had just brought a new infinity. I brought me a new Infinity, and um, you know I was getting ready to graduate. So I'm like, you know what? I'm about to graduate. I feel good, man. I'm about to treat myself to something. Yeah. I went and brought an all out, iced out Brightland watch. <sighs> brought the watch. I didn't wear it. I didn't wear it. I, I what I did, I, I went and I financed it. Mm -hmm. I put the money down and I financed the rest. So I'm thinking, you know, I could pay that number. I got a job. You know, I could pay that number. Yeah. And so I so I get the job, not the job. I get the, you know, get the watch. You know, credit was approved. And w w as far as the down payment, I put, I wasn't making that much at that time. I was working at, you know, um, what, what I said? I was working at Papa John's. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't have, I wasn't making that much money. But the thing was, I didn't have a, a, a huge debt income. Mm-hmm. 
income ratio. So the income that I was getting out wasn't getting kicked out. So it just showed that, you know, I was pretty much saving all my checks, plus I had street money. Yeah. So I can show you a bank statement that says I have all this money in the bank because I've been working and I don't touch my checks. Yeah. Plus I get tips. Yeah. So I could claim tips as, you know, so I was pretty much doing. My money allegedly, allegedly, yeah, allegedly, 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 <laughs> allegedly. So, um, but anyway, so I, I did all that. Um, and once I got the, the watch or whatever, after a couple months, I paid it off. Yeah. So I said, huh, I just paid it off. And I was thinking, oh, that built my credit up sky high. Yeah. No, that that's not what the, what it does. Basically, what how these three um companies base your, your score is off your utilization and how many accounts you have open, and then if you make your payments on time, once a month, every month. Yeah. So you can't get, a, you know, you can't go get a purchase and then pay it right off because that to them that just shows them that he yeah, just came great. across some money. Yeah. So what they want to see, they want you to actually have more debt. Like right now, I only have two cars, but what I did was I got a secured car. Mm-hmm. And I did my research, like I'm telling y'all, y'all should do within any venture you take within life. Make sure you do your own due diligence, but do hire wise counsel. Yeah. But um, what I did was I started doing my research, um, and I figured out like, all right, what's my credit score? You get one free credit score a year, and then once they told me I, I don't have an actual score after I done paid all this money for this watch, I'm just like, so I just did that all for nothing. Yeah. So anyway, um, what I learned from there was, you know, go ahead and you got to keep accounts open. Because what I did was once I, you know, once I paid the watch off, I'm not going to buy no another jewel, piece of jewelry. I don't, that's all I needed. Yeah. I I just decided, I said, I'm going to close the account. Me closing the account didn't hurt me, but it just, it didn't help me at all. Yeah. So I opened up a secure card and what I did from the secure card was only did 30% of my max. So if you have any type of budget within your credit, whatever your credit limit is, try to do only 30% of that. That looks good to the credit bureaus because that shows you're not in that much of debt. You don't need us that much. Yeah. And then you pay it off all the time. What I use, what I used to do was um, I would get the money I, on my secured card. I had money as far as gas, and I'll use it as a gas card. Mm-hmm. So for that month, I will only put say since they gave me five hundred dollars secured card. I will only put what a buck fifty on that card yeah. with, for that month, and then before my my payment was, I'll pay it all off. So what happens is the credits um, bureaus they're gonna send you out a statement every month. Mm-hmm. So if I had a five hundred dollar um, max, and then I only use one fifty, and, and then I paid it off. off. When I do my next statement. It might be zero. Yeah. So what you want to do is you want to leave a little bit on there, maybe like twenty dollars. Yeah. So then your next statement comes out twenty out of fifty. Mm-hmm. So you divide the twenty by the the max of the fifty, and then that's gonna be your utilization score for that month. Mm-hmm. So you just played them the whole way around because it looks like you wasn't, you know, you utilized only twenty dollars, <laughs> but you really just did, you know. One one fifty, yeah. But you just paid off the one thirty and kept the twenty dollars on it, so it looks like you know your your score is just gonna bounce up, yeah, drastically. Um, that's a good credit tip right there. Um, <sighs> I needed that. But first and foremost, you know, making sure your credit's right, making sure you believe, hiring wise counsel, 
and also thinking about it as an investor. Mm-hmm. Don't think about it as I just need a place to live. I don't care if you renting out this closet. I don't care if you renting out a, just a small room, a small studio room, one bedroom. Think about it as an investment. Yeah. As far as my time spent here and the amount of money that I'm putting into it, how many repairs am I gonna have to do? Mm-hmm. How what am I gonna how is my living condition? How is my commute gonna be yeah. to my job or to wherever I need to go? Those are all economic things that you have to think about when you live in. Um I just did this marketing campaign for um for the second quarter of the year from you know as far as my spare and my clients go. And it it's it has like a diagram but I did one circle blue, one circle green, and it's just pretty much like the world. And it says real estate makes the world go round. Yeah. You know, just like hire a professional or something like that. Because it got a lot of people who, you know, they don't, so to say, um, believe that realtors are, you know, paid or worth what they, they're, they're paid. Yeah. But you got to understand, you know, we have the knowledge market uh, on the market. We have all these different things, the different tools that, you know, it's for our clients that we're going to be going to back. It's pretty much like when you, if you face a murder, you facing something, you're going to go hire a lawyer. Right. Be, because they in the thing. Yeah, you know the story. The lawyer don't, <laughs> you telling the lawyer the story. Yeah. The lawyer wasn't there at the pre- present time of the crime. But you giving him all the, you know, details on the different things, hoping that he can find a flaw and get you get you out of it. Exactly. That's the same way with real estate. When you're thinking, I want to purchase a home, all right, let me get with somebody who knows about the market areas. Let me tell him what I need for me and my family. Let mm-hmm. me tell him my vision for the next five years and see if he can help me make those next steps. Yeah. Or she can make, because I know some tough chicks in the real estate <laughs> game right now, too, and they, they doing their thing. Real estate Tory out of uh, GA. You got a lot of females who, you know, they doing they doing some powerful things right now. But um those are the little first steps, but my first gym, a real estate real real estate gym that I got was from my uncle. Mm-hmm. You see it's funny that you know, most of the stuff that I'm doing now come from my childhood. Yeah. Um still um it's my same that same household that my uh, I was in with my grandfather. What we would do is you know, back in the day, you didn't have, once Nickelodeon went off, once Keenan Kel and. You went um, to sleep. Yeah, once all that <laughs> stuff, you went to sleep or you was outside uh, on the in the front port, on the front yard, on the front lawn. If the streetlights was on, you was in the house. Yeah. But, you know, what we would do, um, and my family being that we had a three-family house and we all was in it, mm. we would get um, nothing but board games. We'd go to the corner store. And get chips, you know, all just a whole bunch of snacks, and we were pretty much bet on the games. <laughs> so my uh, uncle, we would play Sorry, play Monopoly, and every I always wanted to play Monopoly. Yeah. So that's how, you know, I developed the you know the concept and the nickname of Monopoly app, and then different things like that. My uncle told me, man, I used to get frustrated because I couldn't understand the concept of the game as far as like. I used to always be the one who wanted to hold my money. Yeah. So, no, I'm not buying this land. No, I'm not buying this. No, I'm not buying this. No, I'm not buying this. I'd be like, I got all the money. I have all the money. How am I losing? Yeah. How I got the most money and I'm losing? <laughs> my uncle told me and my uncle baby, um, God bless the dead. What he told me was the man with the most land wins. So, I think about that concept and everything that I do, man. Um. Just because I have, like you said, you want assets at the end of the day. You don't want 
thing, materialistic things and different things like that. And money is a materialistic thing. Yeah, it creates opportunity and it, it allows you to do different things in life. But it's definitely a material thing because that's all you can really buy out of it is materials. You can't get happiness out of money. You can't get you can't get too much of anything. But um my uncle told me the man with the most land wins and that's something that I you know I carry with me a lot. Um another thing a smart business owner told me was um when I was fresh out of high school, you know, I had the twenty thousand and I was thinking about partnering up with my cousin to open a Chick fil A. Because yeah. the Chick fil A was only about a hundred thousand and I was just we were just trying to see if we get some more people to finance and help us. We were pretty much just trying to find different avenues to you know get out the streets. And I sat down with a uh, with a guy who owns a bar right across the street from the Papa John's, an older Indian guy, and he told me, "God gave you two ears and one mouth, so listen twice and speak once." And I was just like, mm. Like, it gave me a sour face for, like, a week. <laughs> like, a week. And I was just like, man, that right there within itself means so much because you don't know just off having conversations with people or even just, um, you know, hearing people's conversations, you know, just listening in. A lot of different things you got to take and you, you have to really apply them to your life and your lifestyle. So once he said um, that to me and then after our conversation... He was asking me pretty much like, why you want to open up a bar? Like, are you really interested in a bar? And to me, I was just like, no, that's a drug house. Yeah. That's like a, I have a, I have a place where the government allows me. To sell. To sell, you know. Yeah. So I was just like. To sell their poison. To, to sell their poison. Yeah. So I was just pretty much like, man, that's, that's, that's the wave I want to go. And um, he pretty much talked me out of it. And then I'm kind of happy he did. And um, from there, I just kept working and got into real estate. And it's been on ever since, man. It's been on ever since. I, I asked you for uh, for real estate gems, and you gave me both real estate gems and real life gems. Because it's like, man, real estate, I eat, sleep, like, <laughs> literally, man. Like, it's everything. So I, I just, you know, I used to sit in the class when I was going to real estate class, and I would be like, yo... I never knew none of this stuff. Like, far as two hundred three k loans, where you you can um apply for a financing on a loan, and the government will actually rehab your house for you. <laughs> like, and and you only putting down you know certain amount of percentage of the first time home buyer's um loan, um FHA conventional loan when you only putting down half percent. Yeah. If I go one and I want a house for one hundred fifteen thousand, you mean to tell me I only got to put down roughly eighteen hundred dollars? <laughs> And have, you know, two years, excuse me, two years W-2s and, diff, you know, other qualifications and requirements. It just, you know, it just, it, it, it you know, put a bad taste in my mouth to go through um, those classes and hear the different things that was at our disposal and my fingertips for so long that I, I wouldn't have known yeah. as far as if I didn't go out and seek those things. And that's why I think, like, you know. When I think about my family and I think about the different things, you know, as far as my lifestyle, a lot of the different things and decisions I made and different things that I'm interested in came be from the things that I've seen. Yeah. And that's why I can keep going back into, like, oh, my grandfather with the three-family house, playing Monopoly with my uncle. Yeah. All those different things make up our lifestyles. And then it's just sad, man, because 
I see a lot of younger people like myself who didn't have, you know, the right, pretty much the right film on TV or the right, you know, the right different things when they step out in the porch or they stepped out in the world and they, they couldn't see these different things. Luckily, I got away from, you know, my bad poison, my scenery, my pretty much my product, uh, being a product of my environment. Yeah. Getting away from my environment allowed me to see, oh, I could go out camping. I can go out, you know, it just evolved, you know, doing, seeing different things, man. Um, a friend of mine, he's young, just we're the same age. He just got married. And um, when I have conversations with other friends of mine who, you know, not in that lifestyle or in that life realm of being mentally ready to, you know, be a husband to somebody or different things like that. They be like, yo, well, wait, this young, this different things like that. So it's just like they don't see, see it and they don't grasp those concepts of life yet. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's kind of sad, man. It's, it's it put a real bad taste in my mouth. So that's why I try to live my life and everything I do with a purpose and try to show the younger generation that you know it's more. So. Mm-hmm. Every time I end up talking about it, I mean, you could I only could give them the things that I know. You were the streets, real estate, but it's all like I look at it all as one. Yeah, because it's inventory, houses, inventory. Yeah, like that's the like <laughs> social it's all, media. It's all parallel. Like, yeah, every, like it's just, yeah, it's just parallel. Yeah, everything. So uh, we we gonna wrap it up in a little bit, but I want to hear about like the future for Monopoly app. Because I know you you talked about investing classes and yeah. real estate classes and and just educating people on how to make it easy for themselves and not make it easy for the people that's trying to take from them. Right. Exactly. Um, talk a little bit about that. How people can get in contact with you, um, what you've got cooking up, right. and and you know that type of. Thing. Well, you can contact me uh, for as far as social media goes on Facebook and uh, Instagram on um, as Monopoly underscore Ep. Um, or you can, you know, give me a uh, email at chambers r at hpw dot com. That's chambers r at hpw dot com, or just shoot me a text, a phone call. I don't, and I'm touchable. Nine one nine four. I'm touchable. <laughs> so, you know, anybody, you know, do these concepts untouchable. All this and listen, I'm here in this world, and God gave us all the time we're gonna get. Definitely. So I mean I'm not a you know I don't live I don't live with fear man so yeah I just believe you know every step of mine at this time in my life is ordained by him like I'm following his lead I'm following his way I'm I'm praying I'm not perfect but I, you know I'm just getting the things done but if that y'all want to get in contact with me that's how you can do it um I plan on holding these investor seminars, you know, even, like I said, for millennials, Mm -hmm. not just for millennials, but I know millennials need it because it's our time now. Yeah. The world is looking at us to either become producers or consumers. Yeah. And I'm not going to be a consumer. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm trying to teach all the rest of my people how to, you know, produce. Right. Um, any local college, man, I'm, I'll be holding these workshops at, even first-time homebuyer workshops, because it's needed. Mm-hmm. They also have pro, a program called NACA. That's N-A-C-A. Um, for, yours, for those of you that's listening, you can go to NACA. Um, it's no down payment, no closing costs. Um, credit score doesn't matter. 
Um, only thing you need is two years W twos and at least twenty four to twenty five hundred in the bank, mm. and you know they'll help you. They'll they'll set you up and prepare you with a realtor. They'll do the different things for the mortgage application, and you can get up to two hundred thousand dollars on the home, and that's what no closing costs no down payments that's what credit score not mattering so these are the different things that's at our disposal that people don't even know about yeah so, is that like my question is is that is that safe because like with like i watched have i watched this movie the big short and it talks about like the housing bubble and, that and you see and that's what happened in 2007 yeah. see the NACA program and it's a company uh created by bruce marks mm. now back in the early 90s they sued one of the biggest banks in uh, Boston. Yeah. And from that, that's when they, div you know, they got all the money. So they have about $13 billion mm. that they can help stabilize for okay. first-time homebuyers in America. Okay. But what they do is they put you through their gauntlet, yeah. their mortgage application gauntlet. So you have to meet all their requirements and different things like that. You have to show them your budget. You have mm -hmm. to show them what you can afford. You have to provide your debt-to-income ratio. If, you're, if you've been renting for the past couple of years, you need to show them all your rental statements, and they account that as income. Yeah. See, the different things is um, all the banks back in 07 when the housing market crashed and all the different things, what they were doing was lending money to people who couldn't afford it. Yeah. And basically, they looked at, the banks looked at it as, okay, What's going to happen is there's just going to be a foreclosure. Mm. We're going to take the property right back. Now you have this person debt messed up. Now you have all these different things. We'll still get the property back. And we're going to get the interest. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's how they looked at it. And what happened was they were fined by NACA. Yeah. So NACA won the lawsuit and all the money. Now they're giving the money back to the people but putting them through different steps and teaching them different things in order to, you know, secure that home ownership. Yeah. Um, so I, I support those type programs all the time because, you know, they're fighting for, you know, the people. Mm -hmm. um, I, I plan on, you know, doing those workshops. Um, also, um, a thing I got going on with my company, Coldwell Banker, is um, inner city schools. We're mm -hmm. donating um, books, um, all school supplies. So if they give us a list of the school supplies they need, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get them for them. Um, I even plan on this upcoming school year being able to go into the classes, like mm -hmm. I'm talking fourth grade, fifth grade down, and read books to them. Yeah. And then in high school, I want to talk to them about credit. Because to me, if I was a politician or I'm somebody in control of the school board, man, I believe a school curriculum, I believe all kids in ninth and up should be learning about credit scores, should be <laughs> learning about housing, should be learning about a bank account. They yeah. should be learning about... Life to, skills exactly, yeah, because it's not being you know, you getting we're, we're not even gonna get into that. We're not, that'll even, be another, I'm, that'll I'm, be another show. I'm actually <laughs> like one of I'm, I'm actually gonna have a, a school board member on right. here, so that's gonna, that. I mean, because I, I got some questions because I'm, um, you know, I believe that you know that's the different stuff that needs to take place. But, um, if you're thinking about Monopoly app, when you're thinking about Rakim, those are the different things that I'm, I'm bringing into this universe that's the different things and i'm not saying just durham north carolina because wherever i'm called wherever i need to be that's where i'm gonna be yeah if it's back to connecticut if it's through social media wherever it is i'm not you know my flagship is here i love durham i love north carolina but i'm 
I'm trying to spread it. Yeah, I'm trying to spread it everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I plan on getting back into school and getting my development license so we can start this development company. That way I can help people with jobs. Yeah. Lands company, landscaping companies getting started this um this summer. Um, so look out for that. Mm-hmm. There's different things. Y'all hit me up anytime y'all need. Um, if it's just questions as far as the emails go, um, anything. Man, I'm an open person, man. I, I love to help y'all out. I want to see all of us win. Um, though another gym is somebody told me a wise person told me all everybody not meant to be successful, and. <laughs> He said, "Everybody not meant to make it," and I agree that I um I agree with that a hundred percent. But yet and still, everybody have their own position to play. Yeah. So if you want to be a, a fry cook at McDonald's, you gonna be the best one. Yeah. You gonna probably do a recipe where now they every fast food chain is doing it the way you doing it. <laughs> like I mean, it's, it's universal law, man. You can whatever you put in it, you are gonna get out. Y'all just stay stay safe, believe in yourself, and don't let nobody tell you you can't do anything you want to do or that you put your mind to. Mm. We're about, yeah. <laughs> we about to wrap it up. You got yeah, any shout outs? Common to, Ground. Who, uh, who, who you, I just want to shout out uh, Body Rock. I want to first and foremost thank God, you know, for my brother Jay. Um, and just being able to be here within this mind frame and, then, you know, in this aura and in this space with good people. Um that's pretty much it, y'all. Y'all be great, man. I can't touch that enough, man. Believe in yourself and go ahead and chase your dreams. I don't don't even chase them, man. Make them reality. That's all you gotta do. Just do it, Nike. Just, <laughs> just do it. Um, once again, I'm Raheem Chambers, Monopoly Yep on social media. Nine one nine four two. I'm touchable. <laughs> So uh, just holler at me, man. If any, if I can be any assistance to anybody listening to this, um, just you know, reach out. Very cool. Well, Ra, appreciate you coming through. No, um, most def. One last, uh, we need we, we need one last Jigger Man song. What they, what they gonna, what they gonna listen to as they oh, as they oh, close oh, I got it, it. I got it perfect for you. He said, um, he said. All right, well, we'll see y'all next week. We about to just drop it. All right, y'all. Y'all be easy. And the winner's hove. My man. Speech. First of all, I want to thank my connect. The most important person with all due respect. Thanks to the duffel bag, the brown paper bag, the Nike shoe box for holding all this cash. Okay. Boys in blue who agree before the badge. Okay. The first pusher who ever made the stash. Okay. The rock boys in the building tonight. Hey. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. Hey. Thanks to the lanes, niggas with bad aim. Thanks to a little change, I tore you out the cane. Bullet wounds will stop your buffoonery. Thanks to the pastor rapping at your eulogy. To little Kim and them, you know the women friend who carry the work cross state for a gentleman. Yeah, thanks to all the hustlers, and most importantly, you. Customer, the rock boys in the building tonight. Hey. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. Hey. You don't even gotta bring your paper out. We the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Hey. Look at how I'm chilling, I'm killing this ice. Hey. You don't even gotta bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house. Let your hair down, baby. I just hit a scar. Pick any place on the planet. Pick 
Arkansas Take what the fall is bigger than figure more Cause they forgot to account what I did with the fraud Pick a time, let's pick apart some stars Pick a weekend from freaking for figure falls I figure frauds never hit a lick before So they don't know the feeling when them things get across Put your hand out the window, fill a force Fill a Porsche, hit the frost, ice cold Jewels got no flaws, drop got no top You on the top floor, pink rose, pink OJ I get away with murder when I sling yay Heron got less steps than Britney That means it ain't stepped on, dig me? The rock boys in the building tonight Oh what a feeling I'm feeling like You don't even gotta bring your paper out Be the dope boys of the year, drinks is on the house From the apple orchard This kind of talk is only reserved for the bosses Which means I get it from the crown Which means you get it when I'm around Rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs Mozart talk is a celebration, bitches Nahaim I wish for you a hundred years of success But it's my time Cheers, toast to crime Number one D-boy, shame you can rhyme The rock boys in the building tonight I'm feeling like hey. You don't even gotta bring your paper out We the dope boys of the year Drinks is on the house The rock boys in the building tonight hey. Look at how I'm chilling, I'm killing this ice hey. You don't even gotta bring your purses out We the dope boys of the year Drinks is on the house Baby. <laughs>